0: You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 86. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. Now, some of you may remember toward the end of last year, the end of 2018, I had a poll in the Facebook group for the podcast, and I also had a link to a survey on the main page of the website, and it simply asked the question, what is your biggest career challenge in public health? Networking was one of the top responses. So today, we are going to talk about professional networking in public health by me sharing a few tips, and also some specific stories of some very recent and very powerful examples of the positive impact of networking. I will also tell you about a new program that I've created called Optimizing LinkedIn for Professional Networking in Public Health. I've developed this program because so many of you raised your hand and asked for help with networking. Now, whether you're seeking or starting or transitioning into a job in public health, or perhaps your goal is to start a consulting business or pursue an entrepreneurial route in public health, you should definitely listen to this episode and give it your full attention. Now, let's start here. Networking is important. I think we can all agree on that, right? People don't like it, and sometimes it's as simple as that. They'll say, I know I should be networking, but I just don't like networking. Or sometimes people feel really awkward and don't really know how to start the conversation. You know, what do I say? Well, how do I send the message? Do I have to approach that person? And then sometimes, you know, people will just simply struggle with the follow-up. Maybe they can make the initial contact, get the business card, get the phone number, get the email, but then they struggle to follow up you know, with what's next? What do I do next? How do I keep up with this? Now, let me just cover a couple of tips right up front. And I want you to keep these in mind as I share some of the stories that I'm about to share with you. Now, the first tip I have is really basically that opportunities in network exist at conferences and through social media. So you should utilize both of those opportunities to network. Attending conferences provides that face-to-face interaction with someone. And then social media is where you can follow up and build those relationships over time. The next tip is that you should be genuine in your approach. I mean, really be sincerely interested in connecting with that person. My third tip is don't ever be pushy. Even though you may be very anxious for help, you can't force someone to connect with you, and sometimes it's really just timing. The timing could be bad for that person at the time that you try to reach out, but just don't ever be pushy and then my last tip on this is that it should be a give and take you know, It should be balanced, not draining. You shouldn't really be draining the person that is polite enough to respond to a few of your initial questions or you know to connect with you. Don't be draining like I said, give and take, provide some feedback on maybe their social media posts or something about their profile that caught your attention. Or maybe you've read something that they've produced, a a research paper or a book that they've written, and you have something that you'd like to share about that. Or maybe you attended their presentation And, you know, you have some feedback or something to contribute. There's something interesting about their profile or something about them. And you have something that you can add. It should be a give and take, not just you asking all of your questions and draining them with whatever, you you know, they're willing to answer for you. So those are just a few basic, very basic tips, but sometimes they're overlooked. So I really want you to keep those in mind. Now, I'm going to kind of share a couple of stories these are examples through stories and i really wanted something recent a lot of these examples that i'm going to i'm giving you just 3 but i get these types of experiences very often to the point it's such a norm in the sense that i just want other people to experience it and i just i, I don't know let me just tell you the first example the first one is from twitter and this is very recent in fact if you bear with me, I will even read it to you. It's really just that. Okay, it says, I'm hiring, looking for a full-time, most likely master's level research associate to help me with stats, methods, data work, literature reviews, etc. A great fit for someone looking to work for a few years in between a master's and a PhD. And it just simply asked to share widely. This is not even one of my direct connections on Twitter, but yet it was retweeted and shared from some of my connections. So it was highlighted in my notifications. So I read the post. Um, This was from a professor at Johns Hopkins, actually. And it was retweeted and shared. In fact, let me look that up. It was posted just within 24 hours of being posted. It had already been retweeted and shared almost 400 times combined. So my point here is, because i'm connected with other professionals in public health on twitter other professors consultants students different people you know this network that i have on twitter when something is retweeted it comes through my you know across my feed i read this and i do see these job postings often do you think it would take very long for them to fill that position i don't think so if everyone is sharing it the way that they're sharing it and you know retweeting and I mean, in this network of public health, I mean, we're going to know people that would be a perfect fit for that opportunity. I wonder how many times these types of posts are put on social media and filled within hours, you know, within a, a day or two and never have to go any further than that. I know it happens all the time. I don't have an exact statistic to give you for each platform, but that's just a recent example of something that I just happened to open up my Twitter app and it was there. I retweeted, and then I connected with the person that originally posted the listing because that's how you know you expand your network. You find someone else who is has a similar you know in the similar industry, and you expand your network that way. It really can be that simple, but it's also pointing to how common this is. This happens a lot where you know these opportunities could. Come across this may now. I don't know where they may post this. It may or may not be posted anywhere else other than being shared through social media. And if you're not networking on the platforms, then you're just missing these opportunities. All right, here's just another example. And this one, this is okay. Let me just tell you, the second example is with Dr. Monique Brown. Now, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, she was on a previous episode, two episodes ago. I interviewed Dr. Monique Brown. And she talked about some of this in that podcast interview. So this is a great networking example. We met at the APHA conference. She came up to me and she talked about how she was a little nervous about approaching me and we kind of laughed about that. But she came up to me and was interested in being interviewed on my podcast. And we connected, talked a little bit outside of that. She became a guest on my podcast and she was really excited about that. That was a win for her. For me, I was excited to have her as a guest on my podcast, and uh, I wanted all of you to hear her story. One of the goals of the podcast is presenting so many various uh, examples of how people are using their degrees in education and public health and building their careers. That's why I have such a diverse group of people on this podcast. So I was excited to find another great example to highlight as, as a guest on my show. I was also delighted to find out that she's also a podcaster. If you remember, uh, if you haven't heard that episode, make sure you listen to it after you finish this one. (laughs) It's really good. But she, I found out in the process of preparing for the episode that she's also a a podcaster. It's a relatively new podcast. So I, you know, I shared links to that, encourage everyone to listen to her podcast. And then I found out that she's a business owner as well, just like me. She's a professor, she teaches full-time. I teach as an adjunct, but she is also a business owner. We have consulting in public health. So another thing that we have in common. And then to top it off, we're neighbors. I mean, she teaches for the University of South Carolina. I live in South Carolina. I live right outside of Columbia. So as we talked, we literally live maybe 15, 20 minutes apart. That is really rare, and that's unusual, and I was excited about that. So the act of networking turned into a great business connection for both of us, as well as a friendship. So in speaking, like I said, with her, found out all of these amazing things that we had in common. I also discovered that she really loves Greek salads and she's relatively new to this area. So I met her for lunch at a local Greek restaurant since she's new here. She hadn't visited that place or heard of it before. So it was a great opportunity for us to meet and then continue our conversations. I mean, we talked about business, family, and just really enjoyed each other's company. Now that is all because she decided to approach me and she was genuinely interested. There was a call for people interested in being on the podcast and she was genuinely interested. And then that led to all of those other things that neither one of us had any idea would happen from that initial meeting back at a conference from someone who was a little nervous about approaching me. (laughs) So that's a great example of networking. Look at all the wins that came out of that for both of us. It was mutually beneficial. All right, so here's another example for you. Here's another story. Leah Roman of Roman Public Health Consulting. You might remember Leah from our first consulting and entrepreneurship expo if you attended that last month. Now she connected with me on actually, initially, it was Instagram. But she reached out to me on LinkedIn to say hello. She didn't have any agenda. She just looked at my profile and she said it was interesting and she wanted to reach out. So I looked through her profile, had followed some of her posts on Instagram and her stories. And I saw that she was a consultant. I thought she was, you know, be interesting as well to speak with. So we ended up, um, we jumped on a call to get to know each other a bit better and just discuss our businesses. That's really, we didn't have an agenda. She didn't have an agenda when she reached out to me. She just thought that the work I was doing was interesting and she wanted to connect and that's where it started. So we ended up talking about our businesses and we really you know, just clicked. And a little bit later on, I decided that I wanted to have the expo. And once I made the decision to do that, she was the first person that I reached out to. You know, interestingly, I met two of my other co-hosts from the expo through my connection with Leah. So I don't know, we may or may not have eventually met each other, but because I connected with Leah, that also gave me access to her network. And I met two of the other co-hosts through that, you know, that interaction, that networking. And our collaboration has led to friendships and strong connections, you know, as a result, because all of the people who were on my panel and, you know, those Leah and her other two connections, they are formed a strong bond, you know, through the result of just her reaching out to me as a result of that, just her reaching out to me in a very genuine and sincere way. And that is her style. I watch her because we've gotten, you know, we do have this connection. We interact with each other on social media. I watch her and that is how she operates. She interacts with She's constantly bringing new people into her network, and she interacts, and she, you know, she likes their posts, and she retweets their tweets, and she, she's very involved in the community. And it's not that she has uh, an agenda, a reason other than just wanting to connect with others in our network. I think that's really powerful, and that leads to opportunities that you just can't predict. You know, discovering the unknown. So it doesn't mean that. Every time you reach out to someone, it's going to be awesome and it will result in a long lasting connection. You know, however, if you don't ever get into the habit and the practice, then you will never have these types of examples of your own to talk about. Now, I've known for a long time that. I needed to create a program that helps people with professional networking because you guys have raised your hand, you let me know that that's in need, and it's been in my plan to do so. And I wanted to specifically target LinkedIn. I see such a missed opportunity there. So many times I will have someone reach out to me and ask for help with finding a job, or they'll ask me to look at their resume, or they'll just ask me about job advice. And one of the first things I'll do is look at their LinkedIn profile. And it's just missing some of what I think of as really basic elements. But then I don't know if they were aware that it's really not working well, but people say they're sort of discrediting LinkedIn. But I see the exact opposite. It is a very powerful platform. And if you're not optimizing it, you're really, really missing out. And that is the truth. You know, I have experienced such success as a result of networking, and I want the same and more for everyone else. So my new program is called Optimizing LinkedIn for Professional Networking in Public Health. It is a step-by-step beginner's guide to setting up and optimizing your profile on LinkedIn which will help you get found by the right recruiters and professionals, find clients for your business, and grow your professional network. So let me share one last very powerful story with you. It's about a headhunter. Now, would you, let me ask you this question. Would you agree that it would be awesome if your ideal job just showed up in your inbox Now, I mean, I'm asking that question, obviously, that would be amazing, right? Now, I had an experience that was very much like that not too long ago. It's been my experience that recruiters will approach me very often through LinkedIn, even though I don't have my status turned on, like you can actually turn on for recruiters to reach out to you or or off. It doesn't mean that they won't reach out, but I'm not necessarily waving a flag saying hey come talk to me i'm looking for a job i don't have that set up but i still have recruiters that reach out to me very often and this particular time I, since i decided i wanted to develop this program i started paying attention to the recruiters and trying to get some feedback i wanted to understand what you know what was drawing them to me especially since i was not you know i didn't have that light flashing saying hey i'm looking for a job so this particular time the job this this headhunter this recruiter that approached me really stunned me I don't even know the word for it but the job was such an awesome match for my interests and my level of expertise and my background even specific areas that I'm very passionate about it was as if this headhunter had read my personal journal because none of my friends would have been able to tell her as much detail. I mean, it was, this match was that good. And I mean, oh, it was, it was so, it was kind of eerie. It was so perfect. And I asked her how she found me because I really expected her to say that someone told her about me because that's happened before. Someone will refer me again, a benefit of networking. But I thought that maybe someone told her about me And that gave her some inclination, you know, she then she looked through my profile and kind of filled in the rest. Or I thought maybe um, she had stumbled across some of my work. She was somehow connected to my industry and she had stumbled across some of my work. I don't know. I just felt like, you know, I I just had to figure out why, how she found me. Because it was just way too eerily close to what I would think of as an ideal job had I been in the job market. So I asked her you know, how she found me. I asked her loads of questions, actually, because I really wanted to know how she found me and and presented me with such a perfect fit. You know, my goal for this year didn't include changing jobs. So otherwise, I would have been all in on what she was offering. Okay, just, to, just so you know. So she said to me, it is my job And I don't have a German accent, but she had a very strong German accent. She said, it's my job to find the best of the best candidates for the positions that I seek to fill. So I was really cool. I thought that is awesome. There's a lot of girl power in that confidence level she had and the way she spoke to me. And I was like, yes, this is great. I'm all in it. But really, tell me how you found me. I need to know specifics. And then we really broke down and just had a conversation. Right? She told me that I had a great profile. And I asked lots of probing questions. She said that it was very strong. It was very clear. It was easy for her to understand what I've done and what my strengths are. And and she said that most people just have basic profiles. They have very generic language. And it's very difficult to differentiate, you know, for my field, one epidemiologist from another. But she said that my profile drew her in. And it made her it made it very easy for her to get the answers to the questions that she seeked to determine that, you know, I was someone that she really wanted to talk to. And our conversation, we had a few conversations, okay, a few exchanges, because it was very tempting. But I I was really, really surprised. Now, side note, after we finished, I, you know, she answered all my questions and and we talked about just a lot of things. She started asking me some industry-specific questions at that point. And then she then she told me that she found out about my podcast, and she was intrigued. She down She subscribed to it and was planning to listen to some episodes over her weekend, which I was just really, I was blushing by that point. I was really, really moved by that. It turned out to be such a great conversation. But I took that specific feedback, and I added it with other feedback from previous recruiters. And I decided that I would simply teach others what I've done with my profile to accomplish this level of success, because I want that for so many other people. I want other people, I want you listening to experience that. There's something really great about being approached. It's great even when it's not a good fit. It's amazing when it's a really good fit. And you don't have to be in the job market to be approached. I mean, in fact, one recruiter told me that she really prefers to approach people who are happy where they are on their job because they're not desperately seeking something, but they're very happy and it's a whole different conversation and and opportunity. So I'm just saying, I want to help anyone who is interested and really getting serious about LinkedIn and getting the profile fixed up and and learning these what I have to share to, you know, help you get, it doesn't mean that you're gonna to get to this optimal level of accomplishment. But if you're struggling with LinkedIn or you're not taking it very seriously, or you don't really understand how to use it, or you just you don't have very many connections, you just this whole networking thing feels awkward to you, then I can help you with getting a very good, strong start. Now, if you are a mid career, senior level executive, if you're somebody who already on LinkedIn and you're strong, you've got the premium services, you've got over 500 connections, you know, you're really in there regularly and often, you don't need my program. <laughs> this is not for you. This is for those people who are struggling to get started on LinkedIn or really don't understand why. They don't have the success on LinkedIn that other people have, or they just don't really know how to really optimize it, and they're they not at the point where they want to pay a professional to do the branding for them, because there is a point where you really do need to you know, seek a more executive level professional to go through and write for you and help you with that. There's a real point in that. But if you're just getting started and you're not fully understanding and you want some help to get over that hurdle and get bigger wins up front, this is definitely for you. All right. So I've shared several networking tips You know, some recent powerful examples of how professional networking can help you build your business connections and attract the right job opportunities. You know, LinkedIn is a strong and powerful resource that most people are just not using to their advantage for one reason or another. You can change that with this program. Again, it's called Optimizing LinkedIn for Professional Networking in Public Health. And it is a step-by-step beginner's guide to setting up and optimizing your profile on LinkedIn, which will help you get found by the right recruiters and professionals, find clients for your business, and grow your professional network. Now, if you want to learn more, if that is where you want to jump in and get started, just simply visit my website. You go to drchuntley.com, and that's drchuntleycom ycom forward slash networking, and you can learn more about the program from that tab. If you are listening to this episode the day or within a day or so that it's released, then most definitely go to that page because I'm conducting a networking workshop later this week. So this is being published on Tuesday. The workshop will take place on Thursday. So if you are listening to this in the day or the day after this podcast is published, then go to drchuntley.com forward slash networking, and then you'll be able to register for the workshop that will happen this Thursday. Now, if you're listening to this and that time has already passed, then you will be able to find all the details about the program, how to enroll and get started from that same website. So it would be revised after the workshop ends. So it's the same website to go to, drchuntley.com forward slash networking. All right. Okay, everyone. I'm real excited about this one. Very, very excited about this one. Not only is it exciting because I get to publish something new, but I am excited for everyone who will enroll and start to experience a better result from their networking opportunities on LinkedIn. All right, everyone, until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.